2: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a new month, a new beginning here for the Hornets, who struggled throughout the month of February. Finally, though, we get to turn the page. We're going to look ahead, um, forecast, if you will, of the month of March, what's in store for the Hornets. We'll, of course, preview tonight's game, kicking off March play for the Hornets against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lears in the land and we'll review the latest set of power rankings and we'll do it all with our guest today he's my producer on the Hornets radio network Rob Longo and Rob let's start with power rankings here coming out of the all-star break they had that great performance against Toronto I think a lot of positives could have been taken from the game against Detroit even though obviously it's an extremely frustrating loss but the positive is that they continue to shoot the ball better so that overall slump seems to be behind them and then the Milwaukee game well that was night two of a back-to-back against defending champs that one was never going to be a really favorable matchup for the Hornets so as we look here to power rankings where do you think the Hornets sit in the overall hierarchy of the top 30 in the NBA
2: if my memory serves me correctly from last week, which that is very hit and miss these days, I think I put the Hornets around 19 or 20, and I think that's where they were in a power ranking. So after a couple of slip ups here, I'm going to say that Charlotte is about 21st in the power rankings this week.
0: Believe it or not, NBA.com bumped the Hornets up. They moved them up to 18. They had been 20 before. Teams that have descended just within the power rankings from ESPN. San Antonio stayed pat. They actually had the Spurs ahead of the Hornets before, so now Charlotte is ahead of San Antonio. Also ahead of the Los Angeles Lakers, who are falling. So those are the two teams that Charlotte was able to leapfrog up to its spot of 18. So before we get into our normal exercise, I was surprised to see them ascending in the Power rankings given how frustrating the last month has been are you
2: i am extremely surprised when you said that it took me everything in my power to not say oh wow i'm kind of surprised because that Toronto game was definitely a step in the right direction for the Hornets I know that the Raptors have been surging up the standings the last couple of weeks I didn't think that win was enough to push the Hornets ahead of some teams in the latest edition of the power rankings just simply because of the way that Sunday's game against Detroit shook out a lot of these power rankings come out on Monday so I don't know if some of these authors already had them predetermined before Sunday's contest or what but I am definitely surprised that the Hornets moved up and not down in this week's power rankings
0: well if you look at who they moved ahead of it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense here. The Lakers had a tough week. They're six games below 500 right now. The San Antonio Spurs, even though they've been playing better, they're 13 games below 500. So Charlotte, who at the time the power rankings were published, was just two games below 500, Seem a little bit better by comparison. And also, I'll I'll go back to it again. I I think so much of the frustration prior to the All-Star break was the Hornets just could not shoot the basketball. They were in a collective slump and it's very difficult to break out of those. Coming out of the break, they've shot the ball much better individually and collectively from three, that's a great sign for the future. There's other things that need to be cleaned up. But in my opinion, it's easier to coach guys into better situations defensively, rebounding, all these things. It's a lot more difficult to coach someone into a better shooting percentage at this stage of their development, their careers, at least on the fly. And that's at least in my opinion here. Okay, so Rob, as our normal exercise here, you have said that Charlotte would be 21. They are, in fact, 18. So I need a team that is behind the Hornets right now in the power rankings that you want to put ahead of charlotte or maybe they should have been 18 after all your choices the san antonio spurs the new orleans pelicans who the hornets still have to play twice this year and the los angeles lakers who do you like
2: i'm really regretting putting the hornets at 21 right now but i guess by process of elimination. You talked about the Lakers slumping six games below 500. Can't put them above the Hornets right now. I guess we can wait until after Saturday's game to determine if I should put San Antonio ahead of the Hornets just because they'll be playing each other in a couple of days. But I guess if I had to pick one team, I would say New Orleans simply for the fact that ever since that the Pelicans acquired CJ McCollum they've looked really good out there I know they still don't have Zion Williamson we don't know what's going to happen with Zion this season I really like the way that the Pelicans have played the last couple weeks since getting CJ McCollum I think there's a little bit more synergy out on the floor there so if I had to pick one of them I would go with New Orleans
0: I agree with you there. And this is where overall record versus spot in the standings comes into play. Charlotte, with their record at 30 and 33, right now would be in ninth place in the Western Conference. But, you know, in the East, they're they're in a dogfight right now to to stay above 10. And really, their lead for the play in spot to begin with is kind of low. Other side of the bracket, New Orleans. They sit in 10th right now with a record of 25 and 36. They're 11 games below 500 right now. And, yeah, they've won a couple in a row. But it's just a different perspective. So when you're looking at overall record, which is truly a barometer of how good you are compared to teams, Charlotte's clearly the superior squad. When it comes to where they sit in the standings, they're about even right now. So Hornets will have two matchups with New Orleans. We'll see how that goes for Buzz City. Both of them coming up here in the month of March, which we are going to preview for you next. Rob Longo and I are done with power rankings. On to a March preview after this quick break here on the Hornet Tivecast brought to you by Senta.
1: I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
0: Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. We have turned the page on February. Couldn't have happened fast enough. Uh, Charlotte really struggled throughout that month. February saw the Hornets bring home only two wins. They beat Detroit in Detroit rather convincingly after the acquisition of Montrez Harrell. Then they were able to beat Toronto when coming back from the All-Star break. So both wins kind of coming after a reset. Whenever you turn the calendar, I always feel a personal reset. Actually, I can't really say that because I I don't turn the calendar anymore. But you know what I mean, Rob Longo. You you feel refreshed as we start a new month. And uh, the Hornets hopefully this month will start off with a a similar refreshing sentiment without having a trade product or an all-star break to boost them.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things we looked at last month was just the struggles that the Hornets faced before the All-Star break, the fatigue piling up, the injuries piling up a little bit. And it seemed like we were all longing for that All-Star break just so that the Hornets could kind of hit the reset button. Of course, there was a little bit of some rejuvenation in there with the addition of Montrez Harrell and those sorts of things. But yeah, this is a really good chance for the Hornets to really wipe the slate, just take February and throw it in a trash, that 2-10 record, just absolutely get rid of it. Because, again, a lot of times you'll hear coaches say that they want to have – Their teams play their best basketball during the month of March as you get down the home stretch, go towards the beginning of April when the regular season winds down and kind of ramp up for the playoffs. So although things don't look the best right now for the Hornets just because of the struggles that they've had over the last month or so, this is a chance for this team to really kind of reset the calibers a little bit and kind of go after it here in the month of March as they make that push towards a playoff spot.
0: And all their goals still very much in front of them, and the schedule is pretty favorable as we look at March it's a busy month there's 14 games so that's a that's a lot of work in 30 days 29 actually because we're starting on March 2nd here today on the road at Cleveland but you look at the schedule nine home games out of the 14 that's certainly favorable they've got four games in which they'll have multiple days rest leading into them two back to back so that's a pretty favorable balance compared to the rest of the league and you've got six games against teams that are currently outside or on the precipice of the postseason picture that means 10 or below so a lot of good matchups a lot of home games relatively speaking for as condensed a schedule it is a good amount of rest this could shape up well here for the hornets
2: yeah when you look at some of these matchups of course you know the back to backs going to be difficult with Brooklyn and then Boston but the good news is those are two home games so Charlotte doesn't have to go on the road like they did earlier this week and play the second night of a back-to-back against a really good Milwaukee team and have some travel involved so that's promising too the longest road trip is that two-game spurt in the middle of the month between March 11th and March 14th where the Hornets have to go to the Western Conference and play a couple of those teams but when you hear Western Conference you're thinking of teams out west like Phoenix and LA but that's not the case this time they go to New Orleans and they go to Oklahoma City that's not really any further than they go right now when they have to go to Chicago or Milwaukee so the travel isn't really going to be that big of a factor probably the biggest thing is that back-to-back that I'm keeping an eye on earlier in the month but other than that it sets up as a pretty favorable schedule for the Hornets all things considered because keep in mind too some of these other teams are still making up some postponements some of those games were postponed back in December due to COVID and health and safety protocols where teams didn't have simply enough players so there's teams like Brooklyn that have a little bit of a heavier workload schedule wise and that sort of thing too with maybe a little bit more travel involved so this one sets up pretty well for the hornets
0: well it all starts here tonight hornets are in cleveland to take on the cavaliers fourth and final matchup between these two teams and we will preview the game for you next here
1: on the hornets I'vecast brought to you by centa hornets fans make sure you download the hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience the hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on
0: the HHC, a game day edition. Hornets taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, fourth and final matchup between these two teams. Cavs have gotten two of the last three, actually the last two in a row, head-to-head against the Hornets, both of which happen to be at Spectrum Center. Home team hasn't won yet in this series this season. Hornets hoping that will continue as they are in the land to take on the Cavs at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Now Cleveland 36-25, much better standing right now in the Eastern Conference, but if you focus down to the last five games for both teams Charlotte has won one of their last five. Cleveland has won one of their last five so both teams are scuffling a little bit as we head into March
2: yeah that's something we talked about after the broadcast on Monday's game Sam was just about how this might be a potential matchup that really favors the Hornets because they're able to catch Cleveland off guard a little bit we talked about how the Cavs have been one of the more surprising teams in the NBA and they certainly have but they've started to kind of struggle a little bit the last couple of games not really sure what it's been they lost just the other night against Minnesota 127 to 122 and the Timberwolves led in that one pretty comfortably and it took a pretty heroic effort for Cleveland to crawl back into that when they were outscored by 10 points in the third quarter but then were able to put up 34 in the fourth frame to make it a little bit more admirable so this is one of those matchups where these teams have played each other relatively close the first three meetings the one in Cleveland was a little bit of a bigger points margin for the Hornets to win that game compared to some of the ones that the Hornets played Cleveland at home but this is probably going to be another close one well let's
0: get into it we need a player for each team and a stat to watch for tonight's game against the Cavs Rob you're the guest you go first
2: let's start with Cleveland player to watch I'm gonna go with Kevin Love. He had 26 points off the bench in that game against Minnesota the other night 5 of 10 from beyond the arc 7 of 14 from the field hit all 7 of his free throws couple of rebounds couple of assists thrown in there as well he's just one of those guys that can come off the bench provide you with an instant spark he certainly had a lot of different roles on the teams that he's played with throughout his career going back to Minnesota and then some of his prime days in Cleveland as well but he's really Modified his game. I don't want to call it old man basketball because he's still going out there and producing at a high level. But he takes a lot more threes now. He's not as much of a post player anymore. He picks and chooses his mid range shots. But Kevin Love is one of those guys that can kind of come off the bench and carve you up by death of a thousand paper cuts a little bit between the mid range and some open corner threes. So he's my player to look for tonight for Cleveland.
0: I really like the pick. I like uh, all the numbers uh, that you see when you look at a Kevin Love. The only reason I didn't have him number one on my list though is I don't know how much he's impacting. Winning right now. I don't know that he has the same kind of impact on the Cavs team as the veteran presence that Gordon Hayward has on the Hornets. The guy I think that is more fundamental to the Cavs winning and losing right now is their center the all-star Jarrett Allen and I think he's the one the Hornets really need to focus on here. Now obviously he had a great game the last two times the Hornets played against the Cavs at Spectrum Center. The 102-101 to victory for Cleveland. Heartbreaker for the Hornets there were some bad calls in either direction really at the end of the day the basketball gods probably just smiled on Cleveland at the final moments there, but Jared Allen was brilliant. He had 29 points and 22 rebounds. He was as dominant as can be in that game. And the other one against the Hornets, he wasn't far off those numbers either. 24 points and 16 boards. Now, him being dominant doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to dominate in the plus-minus or that the Hornets can't overcome this. Both the games that Cleveland won was by one possession, so it's not a huge margin here, but Charlotte, a team that struggled on the glass lately, this is going to be a a stiff challenge. They're going to have to collectively focus in really hard on Allen and keep an eye on Mobley and marketing in all those bigs that Cleveland could throw at you. But Jared Allen's going to be... Uh person number one on the scouting report for me
2: definitely a solid pick it's always a really solid pick when you have three players that are in the starting lineup in our seven footers against what has traditionally been a little bit of an undersized hornets team so definitely understand the pick i'm fine with that one as well in terms of hornets player to watch kind of for that exact same reason i'm gonna take a look at montrez harrell i know he's just coming off the bench but he's been quiet the last couple of games only was able to put up two points in that loss against detroit had nine the other night in milwaukee but a lot of those came late and kind of garbage time mop-up duty whatever you want to call it so i'm looking for montrez harrell to kind of step up and be that energy guy that we saw him the first couple of games when he was acquired from washington i mean that first game that he played against the pistons the first time around he had 15 points and six rebounds and provided just a huge spark coming off the bench and i'm not saying that he needs to go out there and score 20 and 10 like he did last week against toronto but he just needs to go out there and have his presence felt it doesn't mean that he has to go out there and score a bunch of points grab a bunch of rebounds it certainly helps Helps, but he just has to be that energy guy. Have a positive in the plus minus. Be one of those guys out there that plays with confidence. That's why I, I think that the Hornets really need Montrez Harrell to step up tonight in Cleveland.
0: Like the pick, mine's going to be LaMelo Ball. He had a really strong performance on the road at Milwaukee the other night in terms of his individual scoring 24 points. He provided a big lift in the first quarter, 13 points. Uh, really kept the game tied. And then after uh, he went out, Hornets just could not sustain the rally. But I'm looking for LaMelo to take another step forward here. He's had some big games. Games in terms of scoring, didn't quite reach the 25-point threshold the other night, but when he does 15 times so far on the season, the team has not managed to win a ton of those games they're actually six and nine when LaMelo Ball goes for 25 or more and I just want to see him continue to have a little bit more impact there is a window here with Gordon Hayward out for LaMelo Ball to to continue to put his mark on this team and influence winning more and more and that's not to say that he has to do it immediately right now at 20 years of age but you want to see those lessons continue to be learned and put into practice here so I'm looking for LaMelo Ball to have a big day I think he's got a lot of advantages this Cavs team the backcourt and particular is awfully beat up so I think LaMelo is going to have some opportunities there and his three point shot has looked really good over the last couple of games since the All-Star break so I'm looking at LaMelo Ball I think he's going to have a good all-around performance I'm looking for him to really lead the way here for Charlotte on the road at Cleveland. Last but not least let's go to stat to watch for this one Rob Longo what do you like?
2: Well I have a hunch that you're going to want to take the rebounding battle so I'll leave that to you I'm going to go with points in the paint. Charlotte simply did not do very well in that category. Category against Milwaukee I understand that they have a dominating rim protector and a great center like Bobby Portis and Giannis Antetokounmpo on the Bucks. but at the same time like I mentioned just a few moments ago this Cleveland team starts three seven footers and they are extremely tough to get by I think that just driving and trying to create contact even though you might not win points in the paint if you're able to get to the free throw line and get some points while the clock is stopped because we don't know what the three-point shooting is going to look like it certainly has been better the last couple of games but it's just been a little bit too inconsistent to rely on. So I look for points in the paint to be a factor just because of all of those tall trees that guys like Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball are going to have to fend off going into the paint. But the Hornets missed a lot of two-point field goal shots in that game Monday in Milwaukee. And of course, you know, as big as the lane is in the NBA game and as wide as the paint can be, that's why I look at points in the paint, not just two-point field goal percentage or that sort of thing. So I'm looking more at the points in the paint because the Hornets have missed a couple of bunnies the last couple of games. I need them to kind of finish up strong, go hard to the rim and see what happens here tonight in Cleveland.
0: Fair point. I like it. I I am indeed going to go with rebounding. I think specifically defensive rebounding. It has to be better. I don't know that going into the matchup with Milwaukee, anyone had that one pegged as one that the Hornets were going to be likely to win given the circumstances night two of a back-to-back Milwaukee waiting rested. They are the defending champs after all but Charlotte still did not do a very good job on the glass and they had a really rough time of it against Detroit. That needs to be a focal point for this team even if it restricts their ability to get out the fast break and work in transition they cannot afford to just be dominated on the glass and, and this is not just the last two games type of thing you look over the month of february the entire season there have been 12 games in which there were 16 or more offensive rebounds for an opponent most of the time those games end up in losses five of those games happen in February which is a short month with the all-star break in there so this is something that has been an issue at different times of the season it tends to follow losing streaks so this is something that I think the hornets can clean up quicker than the shooting slump but it does indeed need to get cleaned up especially against a big squad like Cleveland all right you got some players to watch some stats to look at and you've got a full preview of the month of March as the hornets look to climb out of this hole here they've lost 11 of their last 13 but a new month new beginnings Rob longo
2: that's what it's all about about when it comes to springtime new beginnings and fresh starts
0: there it is well we have a fresh start for you tonight hornets taking on the calves at rocket mortgage field house i'll have the call for you on the hornets radio network rob longo will be in studio and tomorrow we'll have another edition of the hhc with rob longo in the anchor chair till then for my broadcast partner rob longo and our entire crew i'm sam farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along and we'll talk to you next time right here on the hornets hivecast